Well, I am just excited to introduce someone that I've had some good contact with in the past. And I think you're going to recognize the name, certainly the last name, and uh, probably even the first. But uh, a good friend, he's from the other side of the country, out in the state of Washington, or Oregon, I should Oregon, say. Oregon, actually. Oregon, yeah, close. Close, Washington, Oregon. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Michigan, Wisconsin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Any- <laughs> But Kevin Pollock, welcome, Kevin. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Randy. Like you said, it, it is really good to reconnect after years of, of working together yeah. uh, on stuff in West Michigan. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you a little bit more about Kevin. He is president and CEO of the Luis Palau Association based there in Oregon. And under his leadership, uh, the uh, Luis Palau Association has united tens of thousands of churches in hundreds of cities around the world, really, to love and serve their communities and to clearly share the good news of Jesus. And during Kevin's time there at his organization, he's also helped to develop a global network of thousands of partner evangelists. We have to talk a little bit more about that. That's cool. And you help lead something called Together PDX. I'll bet you the P stands for Portland. I wouldn't know for sure. <laughs> it's but our anyhow, it's a, code. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's described as a sustainable united movement of churches there in Portland, Oregon. And a book he's written, on, it's called Unlikely Setting Aside Our Differences to Live Out the Gospel. Describes the ongoing impact of that movement. That'd be a good one to look at. You live in Beaverton, Oregon, with your wife, Michelle. You enjoy serving on the boards of some different uh, Christian Mm -hmm. ministries. Alpha USA, something many of us are very familiar with. Cedar Mill Bible Church, Christians Against Poverty, and Transforming the Bay with Christ. So again, thanks again for spending a few minutes with us, Kevin. Absolutely, Randy. You have such a cheerful face. You know, a little bit, <laughs> little bit reminds me of your dad. We 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 can't, you know, we can't mm. go too far without talking a little about the name of your organization, Luis Pola. What a great guy he! What an evangelist, man! Oh man, he passed away a couple of years. It'll, it'll be two years. Yeah, two years ago in uh, next month. Yeah, and what a what an evangelist he was. He shared. The gospel, I, I see the, the, the data when I look online with probably 25 million people in his lifetime. Yeah, in, in person. 70 different exactly. nations. Yeah. How do you follow something like that, Kevin? Well, huh? you really, yeah, you don't. You you rejoice. You remember yeah. him. You, you, you try to get every bit of gleaning of wisdom and yeah. fire and passion. And then you keep going in the way that the Lord leads you, um, as we see throughout Scripture. Yeah. There's always the next step that each of us individually or local churches, we're coming out of this crazy season. Many churches around the country, you know, have less, at least physical attendance in the past. And so yeah. you're left kind of reeling. And yet dad, dad used to always say, whether these are the best of times or the worst of times, it's the only time we've got paraphrasing, yeah. you know, the beginning of a tale of two cities. And I, and I think that it's, it's true. We, you know, if we live long enough, we're going to see ups and downs in our yeah. own life, in our family, in our mm-hmm. local church, in our yeah. city, in our country, in parts of the world. Mm. And yet I think that's what should distinguish us as followers of Jesus is not hiding our head in the sands and being unaware of the incredible challenges we're faced as a Christian community in, in the U.S. Yeah. But to have that sense of hope and confidence that we're part of the greatest movement in history, which is 
the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Millions of individuals filled with the Holy Spirit, just finding their way of loving and serving people, even that are attacking us. And yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, it's been a, a gut check time, I think, for yeah. those of us that follow Jesus. I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So you you were the oldest of what four boys? Four, four there's four of us Palau boys. And I, and imagine then, dad yeah. was gone a fair amount, right? To yeah. these, yeah. So you know, being a a, a preacher's kid, as as it were, evangelist yeah. kid, whatever you want to call it, but uh, that had to have its challenges. Was was that was that tough growing up in that home? Just you know, from it, that I mean, standpoint, or how you know, it's go? funny. It, it's 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 a super logical, obvious question, and I think like anything else, when when it's what when it's all you know, mm-hmm. it feels totally normal to you, and and so you know, and I think mostly mom and dad were so present for us. Dad, okay. dad was gone a lot, no, yep. no doubt. Yep. But when he was home, he worked from home. And it's so funny. We felt like, not only did we feel privileged because dad and mom were both very godly, yeah. very committed to Christ, but yep. not in a way that made us feel like we were second yeah, in yeah. our affections. And we got to travel the world, mm. especially wherever dad was doing ministry in the summers. Yep. We knew we could look forward to being like a month in Cardiff, Wales, wow. six weeks in Glasgow, Scotland, you know, so we, or in Costa Rica, we, we, we kind of had this privilege of like, wow, we've gotten to see not, not just see the world, but see yep. the beauty of the body of Christ, how different things are in Aberdeen, Scotland, or San Jose, Costa Rica, or Buenos wow. Aires, or wherever he would be. And so we kind of felt a little bit like, wow, what a privilege. Mm-hmm. We knew that dad and mom loved us absolutely. Uh, yes. I mean, there, there were challenges. There well, were times. Well, every, everyone's got challenges. But, but every, yeah. that's, that's what you realize as you get older. It's like, you know what? Everybody has their own flavor of blessing and unique. Wow, I'm so privileged to be a part of this family. And everybody has their wow, I, I was, I've been affected more than I realized by some of the shadow sides of my family, as good as it might have been. Yeah, oh, that's good. Well, again, Dad's, Dad will have been gone for two years uh, next yeah. month. And uh, how, how has that affected the ministry itself? I mean, he was, you know, it, Luis Palau. <laughs> yeah, the Luis Palau Association. And, how and, do you uh, have how, Luis how's it been going since, since <laughs> Dad's left the scene? Yeah, you know what? It we have been so encouraged. I mean, we we did not go in uh, cocksure and like, well, yeah, yeah. why would it be? We went in frankly saying like, this is going to have a big impact and yeah. on on giving and on sure. support because we thought, you know, gosh, how, what percentage of our amazing supporters are going to say, hey, no offense, guys, but you yeah. know, you're not Luis Palau. And yeah, yeah. We, we expected that. I went to our board of directors and said, you know what, we should probably plan on, you know, I don't know, 20% drop in income and open doors. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine. It's like, you know, we still have a lot of great stuff to do. Sure, sure. It has been <laughs> incredibly, uh, I guess that has not been the case at all. Not only have we, have we not seen an expected, just kind of like, oh, we're going to have to work incredibly hard just uh-huh. to get back. <laughs> It's been remarkable. Praise Whether, God. Giving invitations. My brother Andrew, who came to the Lord at 27, yeah, uh, after a you know a lifetime up to that point of wandering. Yes, yes, we uh, know his he story. He has this gift yeah. and heart of evangelism. His wife yeah. Wendy, 
who's Jamaican, uh, has this same gift and passion for evangelism. So honestly, we have more invitations to do the big festivals than we can respond to. And all the aspects you mentioned, this global network of other evangelists, mm -hmm. the idea of helping uh, united movements of churches continue to love and yeah. serve their city yeah. and share the good news, digital yeah. evangelism. It's been a joy. And I think I'd like to think that we're just following in the footsteps of, of the path that dad yeah. you know, guided us in. Oh, wow. But the gospel, right. thank the Lord, doesn't depend on any one of us. It's That's the power right. of God for salvation. All we can really do is find the, the, the best current, authentic yeah. ways to share it. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, so praise the Lord. The short yeah. answer is surprisingly uh, continue to be fruitful and, and, the organization continues to grow. I mean, you know, if, if you want to think of probably the, the worst time that a great leader left, it was when Jesus ascended to heaven. Okay, you <laughs> think, true. okay, yes. it's all over now. I mean, now the, what? The right. hero of our faith is gone. So now he left it to the rest of us. Guess what happened? Thing took off. Well, and, that, because, and that's because he, he said like, his spirit, his exactly. spirit. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's still better for you us. if I leave. And they're like, yes. I. How could it possibly be better for this movement if yeah. you leave? It's like, I know you can't understand it until it happens. But that's the way I, I think of it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, we're part of every one of us, whether you're part of, a, you know, a, only 10 believers in, in your whole community because you're in a closed country or whether you're in a place that feels like, hey, at least it used to be like a Christian yep. country. What's going on? Yeah. Every one of us are part of this uh -huh. gospel movement that began on the day of Pentecost. Yes. And if we will simply trust and obey and continue to be mm -hmm. the salt and light Jesus talked about, okay. we don't have to worry about, you know, comparisons or, oh, I remember yep. the good old days. You know what? God's got it. He said the gates of hell could not prevail against Amen. this movement. Yep. And, 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 and we have to remind ourselves of that. I mean, when you look and say, like, I remember not that many years ago when our church used to have X number of people, and now we're mm -hmm. a third less, it feels yep. like we're losing. Yeah. And I think then all the more reason for us to lean into the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. to, to be united with other yes. believers, yes, and to, and to recognize that sometimes when it's so dark, if we will not lose faith yes. and trust in God and, and in each other, the, the light will shine so brightly right. when people realize, because they will at some point, they will realize this false promise that now we can throw off the shackles of the past and I can really be free to do whatever I want. It's like, mm. try that for a while. Let me know how that's going for you. No. <laughs> we got to follow him day in and yes. day out. Elizabeth Elliot, you obviously know oh, yes. her. I mean, she has just, it's, it's, it's so simple and yet it's profound. She said, just do the next thing. The next thing that the Holy Spirit leads you, don't get confused with all the possible, do the next thing that he leads you to do. Jesus said in, in Luke 9, 23, if anyone would come after me, let him, you know, deny himself. Yeah, Why? That's right. Take up his cross and follow right. me. That's just right. do it. Follow him. And Amen. and God will just like He did with the early church and is doing in many parts of the world today, is that they're seeing growth. America yes. is not seeing a ton of growth. No. But uh, no. what what's your sense of that? I mean, what 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 exciting news might you have from other places? Yes. 
Yeah, you know, no, and, and, back and, and, to and America. I do think that's important, Randy. Yeah, well, yeah. So as you say, it's yeah. it's it's easier to see fiery, uh, you know, revival like settings and, yeah. and frankly, like explosive growth in the church. Yeah. Obviously, it's easier to see that in parts of Africa, parts of Asia, parts yeah, of Latin uh-huh. America, sure. in the West, in the in Christendom, as yes. it used to be called. Let's face it, you know, it feels like we're getting colder and colder. And uh, harder and harder, not mm. just apathy, which yeah. is hard enough, but yep. direct, full-on confrontation. Not, uh, you guys are kind of irrelevant, but you guys are evil. You guys are hateful. And, and you're sitting there thinking, like, how did this change so quickly? But mm. but before we jump into that, yes. yeah, it is encouraging to see uh, the parts of the world in the global south where there's there's somehow... You know, one in the life of believers, I think there's a there's a purity and a simplicity. Mm. That's an exaggeration. That the churches has church has issues because yeah, people yeah, are sure. sinful everywhere. Yeah, you go. yeah, sure. But there's when it comes to evangelism, there's an evangelistic organization. Everywhere we do these big united festivals, yep. where as you know, yep. we'll spend a couple of years preparing. And mm-hmm. in some parts of the world, you, you're like, you know, okay, we got to do some evangelism training, get people fired up to share their faith, and pastors look at you and say, what, what? Our people are fired up to share their faith every day. Like, oh, like so why would we have to have like training to like get mm. people to remember that that your life has been transformed and to remember that our mission is to, is to continue to share yes. the good news and to yes. look, and over here in the U.S. the number one challenge and this would be the same case in in if you're in a place like Australia or Western Europe mm-hmm. the number one challenge is. How do we get the average everyday believer that's attending a solid evangelical church to get enough fire to say, would I actually share my faith with someone? And I'm not talking cold turkey, like going door to door or standing on the street. I'm just talking about having a spiritual conversation with a neighbor that you don't know whether they might all of a sudden say, oh, you're one of those people. So every... Thing that we do to psych ourselves out and that the evil one does to say, nobody's interested. You're going to look like a fool. Mm. You know, that we we have, the, the biggest challenge in the West is that we have so cooled in our fire or gotten distracted yeah. in, into good things. So don't get me wrong. I mean, we've gotten distracted into, uh, or and, and it should, maybe distract is not the right word, because a lot of cases it's, it's, it's a, uh, incredibly important biblical value to love and serve our neighbors ourselves 100 it needs no extra justification jesus said it we need to do it but a lot of times then it's used as like well preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words i don't need to use words i'm preaching the gospel because i'm a nice guy our church went over and you know uh spread some bark dust and helped this elementary school so that's the gospel. It's like, yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's fruit of the gospel, but it takes until words. Until you, yes, yeah, it takes words. So that that phrase, well-meaning, because we know what it means. But we we know the positive part is sometimes our actions speak so loudly, mm-hmm. and we come across so uptight and angry yeah, yeah, They're right that, for sure. But, but the bottom line is, you cannot proclaim, you cannot declare enough gospel message for someone to say, I understand that Jesus is Lord, my life is going to be changed. You can't do that without using words. That's right. And exactly. um, fact, so, someone someone suggested that if all you do is be nice, 
in a way, you're an advertisement for the other side. Because the other side says you can be nice without God. 100%. And and, and we really can't truly be loved. We cannot love our enemies and love those who pray for those who persecute us without Jesus doing it through us. That's, and, that's uh, exactly and right. And so we need to give him that credit. And the gospel is content and it takes words, but it, it, it doesn't have to be right. beating people over the head with a family Bible. Right. That's right. My wife, right. as you may know, is, is an evangelist. In fact, yes, I got a great picture of her with your dad, by the way. And I thought, here's mm. two evangelists right next to each other. Yes. Uh, now, she's not spoken to millions of people, but she speaks almost every day when she's in a store or whatever. And and uh, and I I do more now, too. I've learned from her example. I carry this little, we have this little evangelism card that, that I carry, and it's not in this pocket right now, but it will be. <laughs> uh, but uh Anyhow, but we sh- I shared with my doctor the other day um, uh, that I met for the first time. And and uh, again, we we need to be available, and, and it's done in a loving way. Speak the truth. That's it. Love. And, and, and yeah. as relational as possible. And, and yep. you know, I think, again, because we all know, yep. we all know titles of evangelism that feel awkward to us or that feel inauthentic. And so too many of us run the other way as opposed to what my my friend mark middleberg yes who is an incredible you probably know mark he well he came and spoke th- uh when you guys were well, in town exactly yeah. and preparing I, for the I, quote, festival. I quote him fairly often so he's well, good he, he talks about these styles of evangelism it's like yeah. in scripture you see yes there were the peters yeah. you know the Luis palau and that's right yeah they can stand up in front of five thousand yep. in a crowd and see thousands respond yep. Yep. but that's yeah, there, there, there are the people that are that are hospitable and they're looking to love and serve and then just have their, their little quiet ways of praying for people or asking spiritual questions. And just so there's every way, whatever your personality is, in one sense, I'd say you have no excuse because biblically, That's right. there's a way that God can use you as you are. The point yeah. isn't to try to become somebody else. The point isn't to try to force yourself once a year to do something that feels incredibly awkward. The point is like God indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I know that I am salt and light. Yes. I can, if if you will give me the courage, yes. I can find the way. And so often it's the quiet, humble, yes. godly, the teacher at the elementary school, yes. the checkout person at the grocery store that's, that's praying for open doors. And by golly, if you're not, I, I would challenge anyone that's, that's watching this or listening that if you prayed every day for a month for open doors, even if you were praying like, I almost don't want it to happen, I promise you, one, your eyes would be open and you would see open doors where yes. in the past you'd say, well, there aren't open doors because no one's stopping me on the street and demanding <laughs> to hear the gospel. But it's like, I've given people that challenge. If you will simply pray for eyes to see and for open doors, I can virtually promise you, you'll have some opportunity. Yes. I'm not saying to necessarily lead someone to faith in Christ right then. But some opportunity where you'd say, you know what? I bore witness yes. to Jesus Christ in a way that honored him. Yes. And I planted one more seed. Yes. And, and God, I trust you to down the road. Yes. going to bear fruit. I love that. And it's so true. And we, we see Marcia sees, again, very almost daily, and I do at least weekly, how hungry some people are. I mean, the, the culture in yes. which we live, there's a lot of anxiety and depression and suicide yes. thoughts and and people are looking for the rock on which they can build their life. And, so and true. you're, you're, you know, you have that answer and just exactly. to, to, to uh, that's what Mark Middlebrook, I quote him. 
Remember how he'll say that you're in a position and God will put a thought in your mind when what you could say to someone. He says, do three or four things, whatever it is. He says, pray a quick prayer in your heart, you know, take take a deep breath, you know, and blurt it out, basically. You know, just say it because Satan will come along and say, oh, there'll be a better time. There'll be a better time. hundred percent. You know, without that yeah. intentionality. Yes. The seed that you were going to yes. throw out will be snatched yep. away every yep. time. Yep. And it's like next time, next time, next yep. time. And, and it doesn't mean that that every conversation goes the way you want. There might even be ones where it's like, oh, you know what? Oh, that it, it felt a little awkward. Yep. But yep. you know what? I mean, God will still yes. use yes. it. Yes, that and is because well people, said. And people will sense that you're yep. doing it yep. out of a genuine care for people. Yep. Even if they don't catch anything else, it's yep. like they... Somehow that person mm-hmm. cares about me to ask a question. I think especially if we're asking questions, if we're yes. really wanting to listen. That is really good. I mean, I, I heard a quote where oh, I'll get it. I'll get it wrong. And I won't remember who, who who told it to me, but that being listened to is so close to being loved that for most people, they can't tell the difference. Mm, and and the point profound. is like yeah. this, this sense of like, just giving people that opportunity genuine not like i'm asking you a question and i'm not even listening to the answer because i'm yeah, already right, ready you're gonna come to in. go yeah, yeah. but just that genuine yes focused yes. concentrated effort that's good people don't know what to do with that especially when when uh-huh. there's a uh, a sense of of wanting to know uh-huh. what makes a person tick spiritually yep. everybody has this god-shaped mm-hmm. vacuum yes everybody has this desire for meaning and purpose does my life count at all? Mm-hmm. Am, am I just like, you know, here existing, putting one from the other? I have no sense of meaning. When they meet someone that calmly, confidently knows not my life is not perfect. Mm-hmm. I may have more problems than you. I may be more messed up than you. Yeah. But at least I have this sense of being deeply loved on yes. my worst day. Yes. And, and in spite of every horrible thing, maybe more that I've thought than I've done. But the, but this unconditional love, I think people so long yes. for that. Oh, you are and so unfortunately, right. of course, a lot of times they, they unfortunately they may not have experienced that in their faith community. That that is a sad reality we have to own. That's true. That our communities sometimes, with the best of intentions, come across as the opposite of that. And sometimes people feel like their secular community is more accepting and loving. Now we know that an anything goes lifestyle isn't as accepting and loving as yeah. we think God yeah. knows us. And, and that kind of uh, corrupted sense of community and mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. doesn't lead to where you think it does. Yeah. But God help us to be a kind of community that, that reflects Jesus's love to people that we disagree with. That's really good. I want to get in one other area if we could, and that's the unity of the church, because that's another way in which we witness to the world the reality of Jesus. By you know, you'll, you'll know they're Christians by love, is has been yes, said, but yes. uh, by our love for one another. And then John seventeen verses twenty through twenty three, Jesus says in four verses three times that you be one, that you be one. Yes, so the world will know yes. that you sent me, says Jesus, and you love yes. them as much as you love me. That's powerful. Now you guys came to West Michigan in twenty eighteen. We had a festival here. It was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> and we had over, I think, 400 churches come together right. in ministries. Right. And uh, that, that sense of unity was sweet. 
Now, here, here's the downside is you you walked, you, you guys left, went to elsewhere, and the unity we had just kind of began to fizzle away. I, I know. And, and as you know, Randy, um, our hope and prayer, and this isn't this isn't a criticism, like trust me, we could we could yeah. list out lots of logical yeah. reasons why things tend to do that. Our hope and desire everywhere we go for these uh festivals as, as we call them. Yeah. is that there will be some measure yeah. of sustainable unity. And in some places, like in Portland, Oregon, it was 16 years ago that we had our festival. Mm-hmm. And in our case, thank the Lord, what we call Together PDX. PDX is our airport code. It's kind of a shorthand way to say to Vancouver, Washington, and Gresham, and Beaverton, oh, okay. Texas, Portland, okay. it's all of us. Yeah. But um, so some places you see that the the ingredients, kind of the the the, the situation is such Hmm. that there really is a desire and the right kind of leadership to say, you know what, let's do continue to mm-hmm. operate in unity around prayer, mm-hmm. around loving and serving the community, around evangelism. And uh, yeah, in West Michigan, despite some efforts afterward, we had a retreat, we pulled some of the key senior pastors mm-hmm. together, but yeah. they just, there wasn't the right group mm-hmm. of leaders yeah. that kind of had that burning passion to say, as busy as I am in my own thing, yeah. I'm going to devote. We always say, like, are you willing to tithe ten mm-hmm. percent of your time toward the greater yeah. vision of a unified body? And when you when it's not quite the situation to have those people, uh, where those people don't emerge, let's face it, you're working against the natural entropy of the system. The natural, yes, yes. and it's not. And I'm not judging anyone's motives, but. It takes so much energy these days to keep your local church or ministry going. It's a little counterintuitive at times to say we're going to put extra energy into maintaining yeah. it. Yeah. So, yes, I, we still believe and champion everywhere we can yeah. the value of unity. And, and in fact, I'm continuing when I come into West Michigan, which I do usually once a year, I meet with various people and I I continue to kind of throw those seeds mm. and try to encourage, even if it's on a smaller scale, think of others. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, yeah, there's go good ahead. things still going on. Yeah. Well, I would just say, Emma, we've, we've had our, our ministry, Grand Awakening. Yeah. We have a monthly prayer gathering and we'll have, you know, 20 to 30 different churches represented there, wow. but not a lot of pastors, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. But just the prayer leaders from these different uh, congregations. And I got a lot of pastor friends. I just came from a prayer meeting where there were three or four or five different local pastors and we've been meeting weekly for the last seven years and mm. we pray for revival and spiritual yes. awakening. but and yes. there are other gather i don't mean to say there aren't other gatherings but right there's not this you know the, the sense that we had when you guys were in town of 400 folks coming together and and to to maintain that i you just I, I i know that in some nations where there's persecution you don't care if if the person is a different denomination from you if they're pursuing Jesus. We yes. are brothers forever, yes. and you you know you climb onto each other in that way. And I I guess I wonder, do we need more persecution? Or well, what, you know, as soon as can, you say that, what else yeah, can be a catalytic well, to make it happen? Go ahead. Well, here, well, sorry, I get I get excited. And I, yeah, no problem. I, I love it. I love your fast. excitement. But but what it is, I think what I see, like, it's interesting to me to, to, to note that in the U.S., we're aware of, of, of over 100, what we call them a city gospel movement. All that means is like a united 
mm-hmm. holistic, sustainable effort of the churches in the location to say, we're going to walk together around prayer, serving the community evangelism. They're easier to maintain in places like Portland that feel like, oh my goodness, we are such a small minority. Mm-hmm. We desperately okay. need each other. Yeah, and that, it's harder in Bible Belt places where churches can feel like, hey, no offense, but do I, do I really need anybody else? We're doing fine. Most people here. And so to be mm-hmm. honest, like, you know, West Michigan is one of those places that has, praise God, a lot of great mm-hmm. things going on. Strong, you know, Christian schools and right. churches are strong. Now, you know, none of us pray for persecution or I would kind of question yeah. your, you know, if you would pray for it. But sometimes, you know, as our culture keeps shifting, as the mm-hmm. feels yeah. like the tide is going out, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if at some point there is a, a, a little mm-hmm. bit more of a wake up of like, wow, you know yeah. what? It's not the good old days if there ever were good old uh, days. I, I think we, we really are there. Need each other. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think we're getting closer. But we're kind of like the frog in the kettle where it's kind of been yeah. a gradual thing. I yeah. think we need to wake up to the fact that, man, the culture around us is not Christian at all, really. Yes. And yes. there's a lot of churches that are just kind of lukewarm, and we need to get white hot yes. and work together. And I, I think God's going to do that as we continue to pray and and so on. But it it it, it definitely is something that, I mean, when the world can see, like, just again, I just came from this prayer thing and I gave mm-hmm. a big hug to my African-American pastor yes. brother. Yes. And we both told each other how much we love each other and so appreciate each other. The world can't produce that. That's right. That's right. And so and You can see, only produce it around yeah. like yeah. I share this passion for this type of justice yeah. or you know, there might be like an episodic thing. Yeah, that's but right. A unconditional. Ugh. We might vote differently in an election yeah, or yeah. whatever the situation is. I might interpret the best way forward to yeah, solve yeah, this yeah. issue, this without. But you know what? None of that matters compared to we have a covenant. My brother in Christ. Yes, yeah. we're it, going to be together for it's eternity. a bond. It's a forever bond. And we that's right. it's just it's so cool. I mean, you it's can't, just, the, the world, world can't cannot that. duplicate why, that. When the world yeah. sees that, they say, there, there must be something real about this. Yes. And, yes. and so God help us just to yes. have more yes. unity, man. That's what we need. I agree. Thank All you, right. Randy. Anything yes. else Thank you, you want to add before we close? You know, I would just I would just say to, to anyone listening, if you're because our theme is kind of like maybe not surprisingly been evangelism. Yep. How do we communicate our faith? How do we live it out? I guess I would just say to anyone that's it's watching and you feel like, you know, God can't use me. I would just say, you know, just what we kind of already talked about. Just pray and remember that God made you the way that he did for mm-hmm. a purpose. You are uniquely positioned. Yes. Yes. You're in a unique part of, oh, nobody even knows. I'm only in this apartment for a few months. Like, I, I don't care if you feel like you're in a way station where my real dream is I'm moving here. You are right where you're supposed to be today. Amen. And, and you could you could be on this incredibly exciting journey of, of listening to God's spirit. One, encouraging you and reminding you, you are a beloved son Amen. or daughter. You are, it doesn't matter whether you are quote, successful in the world's eyes, you know, your your identity as a beloved child of God doesn't have to do with what you accomplish, what other people think of you, what you own, what you control, how much power you have. It has only to do with the fact that you can hear that reminder, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter. Leaning into that identity, I had a breakthrough, then I'm going to talk about it, 
only about six months before dad came down with cancer. So about five years ago, mm. having lived in this great Christian home and I could say all the right things, sure. I had kind of a strangely warmed heart and that reminder after maybe striving for mm. so long, trying to please God, or I could have told you that that's not the way to live, but in my mind, that's really what I was doing. Yeah. When I had that breakthrough of letting go and recognizing that my belovedness in, in Christ has nothing to do with those external things. It has only to do with my, the fact that God loves me and God's relationship, his desire for that is with everyone that same way. Such a release, such a letting go of a burden. And that, and it doesn't lead you then to say like, oh, then why should I care? No, you, when you have that confidence, you serve out of your identity, not in order to desperately gain this love of God, you yeah. you have the confidence, the quiet confidence of I am loved unconditionally by oh, God. And therefore, I can love other people when they're spitting at me, so to speak, or calling me homophobic or whatever the situation yes. is. Yes. Take a deep breath and say, I can love you in the name of Jesus, because nothing you say can really penetrate. It hurts. I'm not, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, it can be discouraging, desperately discouraging. Sure. But if you live into that, nothing can really touch the core of who you are. So I know it's just a lot to throw out there, but no, but boy, I, I totally agree. We are hundred percent trophies of his grace. Yes. The gift we accept it. And it's just so amazing. Then he, he invites us to be in his presence. He says, come here, son. Let me give yes. you a big hug. Yes. But why? Look, you have all these other children, you know, <laughs> but I only have one you. Yes. You know, Marsha and I have yes. 12 children, right. <laughs> but each one's so precious. Yes. And uh, and that's and, and if it's true for us as sinful fathers and mothers and that's so right. on, how much more for our perfect heavenly father? So, Kevin, thank you. Why don't you close us in prayer, would you, brother? I would love to. I would love to. Let's pray together. Um, Lord, we, we just want to stop and say thank you. Mm. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for not just leaving us with a sense of there must be a creator. I look up at the, the heavens, the stars. I look at my own body. I, this can't be an accident. But, Lord, you didn't just do that. You spoke. You gave us your word. You gave us the testimony of other believers. You gave us your son. And, and, and so, Lord, we, we just accept what we don't understand, your unconditional love, that you yes. would care about such puny, mm-hmm. insignificant, and, not, and more than that, people that actively rebel. Yes. You love a world that, that spits in your face, and, and you love us when we have done that uh, directly and indirectly. So, Lord, we just say thank you. Remind us every day of the incredible beloved posture that you have toward us, that, that the fact that no matter what we've done, no matter how off track we get, mm-hmm. you're calling us back out of love, not as, as someone scolding and disappointed and mm-hmm. just, Lord, help us to stop striving mm-hmm. and help us to follow you on this joyful journey of, of, of just seeing you at work in the world. Thank mm-hmm. you for what you're doing. Lord, in the face of uh, a shrinking church, at least it feels that way. The pruning we're going through as a country, the confusion that we feel because of, of, of social mores and ethics and morality. And it just feels like our country is, is drifting at best drifting, running the other way at worst. Lord, help us to stand firm in love, help the people that we disagree with 
that would even call us uh, hateful names. Help us to just love them as your son loved us. So we love you, Lord. Help us to be faithful followers till the very end. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Kevin, thank you for spending time. Love you, brother. Thank you. Same. Randy, I love you. I will be coming out to West Michigan sometime. I will give me not Give me a jingle. Let's get together. For I will. Or That's something. great, brother. Great to see you. So proud of you. God thank bless you. you and your ministry. And hopefully we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.